Yeah. Came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Lou Kane. Remember we were struggling for it, then it needed loose chains. Now Wait, the money never stopped. My Sir. dog, my brother, B. I don't know what to call you, Andre Berto or Mike Berto. What should I say? I mean, shit, what do you call me already? What you call me, just Berto? I got yeah, three chains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got people call me Andre. People from back home that know me, I grew up with, they call me Mike. And everybody else just called me Berto, man. So I, you know, so I can go by either one. That's that's wild, bro. So I mean, right. you made you made your name. Your name is is like what we know it. The world is Andre Berto. Yeah, yeah. But growing up, that's how I know when when somebody really know me, they call me Mike. If I hear that, yeah, yeah I'm sitting here looking at it because I know. I mean, you guys are from from Haiti. Yeah, um, you're a dual citizen. You yeah. also represented. Well, I, was uh, born, Haiti. I was born here. I was born here. But you're, you still have dual citizenship, yeah, right? Got dual citizenship, bro. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at it because you know you might, might Baptiste, Michael <laughs> Baptiste. <laughs> Crazy thing about it is, you know, my dad when he came over, um, you know, he came over young. He went to college here. You know, he was one of the Haitians that came over. They ended up getting, you know, he was very sharp. So um, he ended up changing our last name. Actually, it's. It's Berto, but it's spelled different. It's a longer name. It's a longer French name, but he just shortened it right. up to Berto. Yeah. Right. yeah so he do, you do you take pride in where you guys come from? Of course. Of course. I mean, um, you know, anybody, shit, anybody that knows the history and everybody that, uh, you know, understands history of, um, you know, Haiti. Um, I tell people all the time, man, you know, every time they talk about black history, you know, I tell everybody, man, you know, Haitian history is black history. You know, it's never, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not talked about at all enough at all um the fact that you know haiti is the first black independent country in the world mm. you know yeah think about in 1804 you know defeating the french so thinking about you know them having slaves everywhere slaves in the u.s slaves everywhere but then again you know a small tiny island um in the caribbean with free black people free slaves it was it was unimaginable in the right. same unimaginable but we're able to you know make it happen in 1804 and uh of course i believe now you know they still continue to pay the price for that you know what i mean france right. coming back a few years later and then you know doing what they did taking over and and wanted um somewhat you know reparations for all yeah. the years that they that they didn't have control over haiti so they ended up having to pay i think like some crazy amount 200 billion dollars or some shit so uh you know so when it's people yeah, it seems like uh, the future is bright for Haiti because a lot of people don't know the history, right? Like yeah. having so much debt and so many people with their hands in a pot over there because it's a rich, rich country. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So if it, 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 is that true? Do you see the same? Do you see it the same way that uh, the future is bright for Haiti? Um, I don't know if I see that as bright for Haiti because I believe, uh, you know, a lot of people there, they're going... Um, extracting from the country they're I'm they're taking um you know I have a lot of other you know big business partners out that way um like it's like you said there's very rich minerals in Haiti very rich I mean from gold to oil um to calcium the copier uh, uh you know mines out that way um and a lot of other countries a lot of other you know businesses they're coming down that way and and, and you know they're taking they're right. taking, they're, they're setting up, um, you know, business situations. And of course, the government there is very corrupt. So if they can get them a nice bag from it, they're going to do it. Right. Yeah, so, so as a whole, I don't, I don't right. know I see it. I know you're one of the ones that's doing a lot of work over there and, yeah. and trying to build enterprise and 
bring business there. Uh, so I'm salute you for all yep. the work that you're doing there, brother. Hey, we got about 20 minutes, man. And I want to get right into it. Uh, last it time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time I saw you, you know, we were in Vegas and it was yeah. the Charlo. Charlo fight. And Canelo. Yes. Right? And I'm sitting there talking to him like, brother, like, you've been quiet lately. What you doing? What's going on? You know, we're going to do a movie. You about to launch a, 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 your, your own show. Like, what, yeah. what's, what's happening? And you whispered in my ear, bro. Pause. You look, you leaned over and you was like, yo, bro, I'm about to get back in the ring. So now let's <laughs> fast forward to it. The get back. You sit here at 40 years old, two time weight world champion. Yeah. Bro. You got Robert Guerrero. Talk to me about like the process of making the decision to come back after so many years off, bro. Yeah. How many yeah. years was it? You know, um, five. So five years off, which yeah. is almost impossible to do. Yeah. You come back, you look phenomenal. Talk yeah. to me about that process of making that decision and then how you felt when you was in the ring. Man, um, man, it was, it was, it was, um, you know, just me just always, uh, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, just mentally I can just step over and just beat down any type of barrier that I want to just a life period. And, 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 um, you know, that was a fight I always just wanted to get back. I mean, of course I lost to Victor Ortiz and ended up coming back, getting that in, into <laughs> um, you know, but that five years, you know, even though I stayed in shape and stayed da da da, I kind of I think I think my misconception on how tough a training camp, a real deal training camp, could be, especially coming back at forty. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, I always feel like I look great. I can always go and work out. Um, I talked to my boy Andre Ward. He's like, man, listen, I want to see it, but you know how to. Be. That's what people don't understand. People need to understand and realize this. People think. And only watch the fight. Yeah. Us as fighters, yes, we think about the fight, especially once you get a little bit, you know, later in your career. It's not the fight. It's the <laughs> training camps that, that that we have to go, this grueling training camp we have to go through to get ready for this fight. I'm talking about 10 to 12 weeks. You're talking about fight time. We're fighting three days a week, sparring in the gym. Like, these guys are coming to really beat our asses three days a week in the gym, in the running, the strength conditioning, uh, right. uh, like dieting, uh, the pain and and all the shit that goes through the small injuries. No fighter walks into the ring 100%. Wow. Going through little injuries here and there. This, you know, all the knickknacks. So, so you know, just me getting ready for that, man. I think the first two weeks, me getting back in the, in the, in the training camp, getting up at 4 a.m. running and, you know, I mean, running the hills and sparring and shit like that. My sparring partners were 19, 20 years old. Laying <laughs> in the bed. I'm one day I'm laying in the bed. I picked my head up because that clock went off at 4 o'clock. My body felt like that shit got hit by a bus. <laughs> I was like, what the I say, what the fuck am I doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, no. that shit's different, man. That shit was different, man. That shit was different. Talk, be, before we even get into the ring and your experience there and like what yeah. came up for you, bro, you talk about like challenging yourself, right? Like, yeah. bro, I'm looking at all your videos, watch the fight. You look phenomenal. It, yeah, you, yeah, you, one can say you might have been in some of the best shape of your damn life. Yeah. yeah. Like you look the way you look look phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So you had that moment, clock goes off 4 a.m. Like, damn, what am I doing? 
my question for you is like, what did you learn? Because when you talk about challenging yourself, because I'm the type yeah. of dude now, I'm sitting here about to turn 40 here in March. So I'm two months away from, three months away from turning 40. Yeah. I'm thinking about running a marathon. I'm thinking about uh, uh, Ironman. I'm thinking about how am I going to challenge myself mentally and physically now in this phase of my life? Because as an athlete, we love those challenges. We grow right. up on it. So cool, you came back. Was there anything that came up for you or change, transform your life through that camp? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, it's fact having my kids within that five years time and end up having my two kids, um, you know, just family in general. Um, um, of course, just, you know, being able to lose my dad at um, right, yeah. right, right after my last fight as well. So, um, you know, just, I had a lot of different things to motivate me. And at the same time, you know, I'm one of those guys that I'm very self-motivated. You know, any type of, you know, I mean, any type of hardship, any type of 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 you know pushback for some reason, you know, I love just to see if I can get over the you know, over the barrier of it. And just the fact of um, you know, going into that camp and really, you know, just seeing if I can really push myself to that level again and really wake up each and every morning, even every day, or mm -hmm. or just days where I didn't I just didn't want to, just really push my mind to continue pushing forward to just to prove something to myself and a lot of guys that were in that gym and everybody else that I can get back to tip top, you know what I mean, world championship shape after five years and look phenomenal, still look young and fast and sharp. And um you know, I was impressed, you know, by myself to being able to do that, to really get through that training camp. Right, right, right. That grueling process again at 40 and to fucking show up, man. I mean, that's the main thing to be able to yeah. show up. A lot of people feel like they can do it, but but showing up is a big, it's a big deal. But I seen a lot of guys fucking in the dressing room. You did it. And walk the fuck out. Yeah, man. Yeah, I see, I seen that so many times in training camp, but them two a days. It, it broke a lot of dudes, boy. That feel, boy. Man, so look, take me to the take me to the ring, bro. Yeah. There was one moment where I feel like you thought he was done. You caught him. Man. You caught him. You caught him. Uh, <laughs> Did you think he was going to drop me? Oh, he's a part of him, man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> bing, bing, boom. Double jab, right hand, smash. He he took it. He shook that shit off. He looked at me. Yeah. I said, God. Damn, here we go. <laughs> bro, that was that was a solid, that was so solid. That I was, thought he was done. That was a solid shot, man. But like I say, man, that uh, you know, that gives a lot of you know credit to him, just having him a tough chin. And um, just continue to say just how tough this fight game is, man. I mean, I mean, that's life. You know, I was talking to my homeboy yesterday. I mean, you know, fight this fight game, you know, correlates to life so much. Um, you know, you could think you have something, but you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way. So you just got to keep trucking, man. Keep the feet moving. Keep and keep putting that pressure and keep putting that, I mean, that foot on the pedal. Eventually, it's gonna come. Break that down for me. You said the fight game curl, cure. Help me out here. Yeah, curl. Cool, yeah. I can't say to life. Go ahead. There you yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. For Break sure. that down. I mean, it correlates to life so much. Um, in every aspect, you're gonna have ups and downs. Um. Um, you're going to have great victory and it feels amazing, but you know, sometimes, you know, you may not have a good night and you're going to have to go through all the backlash. You're going to have to go through all the, uh, you know, all the bullshit that comes with that. So you just have to know how to, you know, always just pick yourself up, man, and stay focused and, 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 and just keep your eye on the goal. So when people always see me write that, uh, I got a hashtag that says the harvest is coming. Um, and that pretty much, 
you know, kind of sums it up for me to continue to keep my eye on the prize, keep my eye on the harvest, you know, whichever time it may be. It's coming soon. It's always coming. You yeah, may yeah, have yeah. giants in front of you. You may have some obstacles in front of you, but keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah, that's that's good. That one, My favorite uh, Bible verse is Galatians 6, 9. It says uh, it's basically due season. Yes, sir. Uh, continue to do good and in due time. You will reap your harvest. Reap your harvest, man. Yes, Galatians sir. 6, I'll text that over to you if you don't That's already it. have it. So so you talk about your harvest, bro. Uh, before we get into the state of boxing, I'll, and then I'm going to ask you about a few names, Terrence Crawford, uh, Devin Haney, Tank. Uh, I want to talk about Joseph Parker, Devontae Wilder. I want to talk about Anthony Joshua, some of the big dogs. But, uh, you know, are you coming back? Because there was a clip. there was a clip afterwards, after the fight where you were like, I don't know what my old ass was doing or what I was thinking. <laughs> I might need to go sit down. So, I mean, look, bro, it was five years. George Foreman yeah. did it, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I got a – of course, I got a lot of love after the fight. Um, A lot, a lot of love. And people want to see me back in. Um, You know, but like I said, me and you have had these conversations plenty of times before. Um, You know, this right is a young man's game. This shit is the hurt business. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I could, but at the same time, I – I think I kind of rather, you know, be that pillar to to you know show these guys how to make this money outside the ring. Show these guys that it, that this fight game is is a platform for many other things. Don't think this shit is over. I mean, of course, you're an example of that too. Don't right. think shit is over just because the game is over. You know what right. I mean? I mean, you're special for a reason. You're just not special because you're a tremendous athlete. Mm. You're chosen. I mean, you're special for a reason. And it's not just just because of the game, you know. Let's keep on flourishing. Let's keep on being examples out outside the game as well. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very political. I, that that means if the right if the right fight come, the right bag come, <laughs> you might be out there again. I like how you put that. But I also like how you said this too, though, bro. I never looked at it this way, where you said, you know, as an athlete, you're you know you're special. But yeah. You're special beyond that is basically what you said. I never thought about it that way. You're chosen an athlete. Yeah. You did some amazing things in the ring, on the field, on the court. Yeah. You can also take those same things and do something different yeah, in a different man. space. That's, that's yeah, cool. man, I see it, man. I see a lot of guys, you know, once they finish a ball or finish whatever, they just feel like, okay, you know, they really, they really fall all the way back. They, yeah. they fall all the way back, get fat, get lazy, just lay it up and just feel like, the gift is gone, like, like no, like you've been chosen, you know, from birth, like you're special for some yeah. reason. Not just this, yes, you got great athletic ability, but you've you've been chosen out of all these people to 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 be showcased to the world, and it's not just right. not just for that. Let's keep it going, right? Yeah, you know, graduate to the next stage. Let's go. You know what I mean? I think that people just need to hold on to that. Hold on to. Yeah, you know I mean, to that fact of just knowing how special that they are, even outside the game. Yeah, a lot of our cats are struggling, bro. And you oh, know, like you said, they're, they're physically, mentally, spiritually. So I'm glad that you hit on that. Yeah. Um, state of boxing. Yeah. Come on, give us we're, 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 what's going on. We in a good place. We in a man, bad I, place. We in an okay I place. We, I think we're in a great place, man. I think we're in a great place. Um, you know, um, I think that division the, at 135, the 140 divisions keeping everything, you know, really exciting. Um, it's almost like, uh, you know, kind of you know, like back in the day, the Four Kings, the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Marvin Hagler, Duran, and, you know, Hearns. And I think you kind of got the same type of vibe, you know, like I said, with Devin Haney, Tank, uh, right. 
you know, Tiafima Lopez, Shakur, uh, yes, name Ryan Garcia. And um, and they have something now that we've never had, you know, coming up, and that's in that social media. And 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 you know, these guys are really finding out, you know, how to really, you know, maximize that to really promote themselves. Because like I said, like back in the day, I mean, you weren't really hearing about any other, I mean, any of these guys if they weren't getting ready for a fight or being promoted outside the ring the right way. But now, you know, you got this phone now, you know, now they're, now they're keeping that buzz. They're keeping that energy and that buzz going even outside the ring, which is amazing. It's football season. and You can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. Game day snacks with Uber Eats is myself, Brandon Marshall, and the lovely Chef Kenny. We have spinach dip, but not just any spinach dip. It is truffle, crab, and spinach dip. So, so simple. Very, very, very simple. Again, this is not supposed to be complicated. You entered this journey because you wanted stress-free cooking, and that's, that's right. what we were able to give you guys in these eight series. Let's dive into this recipe. We got everything we needed delivered with Uber Eats. So you have some spinach here, heavy cream, garlic paste, Parmesan, truffle oil, mozzarella cheese, and some chips. We're gonna actually put all this stuff together. Not the chips, cause that's at the end. Put all this <laughs> stuff together, you're gonna see that, and we're gonna finish it off with some extra truffle oil, some, some crab meat, and also some extra cheese, cause Brandon loves him some cheese. All right, guys, so our spinach dip has been bubbling in the oven. Brandon, can you please grab that? Right. Oh, <laughs> it's hot go. in there. It's getting hot in <laughs> See how creamy that is, guys? So Brandon is actually going to finish it off. Okay. What you do? You know, doing the most. Doing the most. We're going to okay. put this on, the crab, mm -hmm. some crab meat. Yeah, you can put the entire thing. Just, just, just dump it in there. Like that, bam. Uh-huh. And okay. I know you like your cheese, so go okay. ahead. The whole thing? What, how much cheese you want? Okay. As you see, he's fair. All those Green Bay Packer cheese heads out there. Mm -hmm. And mix. just mix it up. Just mm -hmm. mix it up. See what I'm saying? You gotta put that touch on it, guys. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you make that sound, it sound like you know what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? You don't really need to do it, but when the people <laughs> over there in the living room, they hear that, they're like, woo! And I gotta taste this food to go, huh? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm actually um, lactose intolerant, but I am going to risk my life right now. Don't do it. Okay. I need to sneeze up. Mmm. The chef oh always God. gotta taste it. How, what is it? It's so good. You can't. I did that's a little like, dance. I did a little dance. I did like the festival dance. That's like a little cocky, like arrogant, like when you enjoy your own work like that. Well, I'm not gonna lie to myself. Ooh. I'm sorry that my parents actually instill confidence in me just like yours did you. Here so. <laughs> like always, my house. My kitchen. Game day snacks. Mm. <laughs> there you have it. Get almost almost anything for game day delivered with Uber Eats, official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in boxing. You got Showtime now and out of it. Where, was that the last Showtime fight? Were you on yeah. the last Showtime fight? So you made yeah, history yeah. again? Yeah, man. That was the last show. That's the last show. Wow. I just got... I was last really? show, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think they just did a deal with, uh, well, you know, Al Heyman um, and Steven Espinosa. I think they just did a deal with Amazon now. So now a lot of the platforms are going to move to these streaming platforms. Uh, I believe, I don't think it got announced yet, but this might be exclusive. I think um, 
because I think Netflix jumped in the, you know, they're jumping in space too, to try to stream these fights live, which I think would be dope. So uh, I think it's the Amazon, Netflix, and I think more are going to try to come to the table as well too. So, so, wow. so boxing ain't, so boxing's okay. Cause it, man, we, we, it's, it's a, it, was bit, it was awesome. Excuse me. It was awesome watching y'all on Showtime and HBO, yeah. bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was nostalgia. I mean, even now, nostalgic. Um, you know, like I say, back in the day, like I came up on HBO. So, and I came up watching these guys on HBO, and it was right. just, you know, it's just a nostalgia of it, man. It was just so amazing. But like I say, it's, I mean, the times are changing now. So now, got the streaming platforms now, and I guess they're going to test it out. Um, you know, this upcoming year, see how it goes. Right. So you talked about 140, 145. All right, let's get into a few names before I let you go. Devin Haney. Uh, first thing that comes to mind when it comes to Devin Haney. Uh, Devin is setting, he's setting the wave right now. He's setting really? the wave right I think so. I think he's setting the wave right now because he's doing it different. Um, uh, he's doing it different because I've known Devin since he's been a kid. I know his father since he's been a kid. His father is very smart. His his dad is very strategic. He came up in that Mayweather camp. He took a I sat down there and talked to Bill in the in the gym um in the bay. He told me the play. He told me what he was gonna do. He's playing it out. He he brought Devin up in front of that Mayweather in that Mayweather gym. He's low-key taking a lot of those same strategies and implementing them to and and to Devin, um, when it comes to social media, being on social media, when it comes to, you know, him, you know, being flashy with the cars and the jewelry, uh, you know, him with the women that are you know, big social media influence. I think all that's, I believe all of it is strategic, you know, from Bill. Right. All of it. Wow. He's, wow. he's killing it right now. It's so, it's so funny, bro. It's like to become like one of the best, you not only got to be so skillful you also gotta know your stuff outside of the ring when it comes oh, yeah. to promoting yourself and building yeah. yourself oh yeah so like, you think he's leading the game right now when it comes to that um of course i think uh i think ryan is probably the first to really uh a really you know kind of like just it's a leader off um on the social media aspect i think Devin is definitely getting the hang of it yeah. uh, and you know he's no, like I said, now he's keeping it going. I believe Tank, you know, Tank isn't really a social media guy, but but he's just so he's just so dangerous and so just like entertaining in the ring. Right. Um, you know, he's just creating this crazy buzz and social media is taking off even without him being so yeah, engaging. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's not yeah, like he's posting every day like it. Ryan Garcia. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's the crazy thing. Well, I don't got to be on camera, but <laughs> already it's taking off for him. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, so talk to me about Javante Tank Davis. I mean, change his name. Excuse me, Tank. Uh, I know you just converted to Islam, yeah. Nation of Islam. So, you know, I need to get, you know, the new pronunciation of your name down. But we'll say Tank Davis right now. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind? Man, beast right now, man. Tank's a beast. Um, you know, Tank is a special individual. Um, a lot of people just talk about his power. Um, you know, but you know, but his ring IQ, I see it. I see his ring IQ and his boxing skill. Um, just understanding the tutelage of what he came up from, um, you know, over in DC and a lot of the guys, 
Um, and a lot of coaches out that way that, I mean, they work on technique. I see it and I understand that, of course, the casual fan, they're going to see him knocking these guys out, but he's with power, speed, and IQ. Right. It, so he's dangerous, and he has that demeanor, man, that he, he has like that old Tyson demeanor that he he doesn't have to do too much talking. Right. Everybody's going to come watch him fight and handle his business, and, and, and they're going to sell it out. Abdul Wahid, I believe, is the yeah, Abdul the Wahid. I believe it. Yeah. Ab Abdul Wahid. Uh, is he pound for pound the best right now? Or um, you want to go to the other gentleman that we need to talk about and discuss? <laughs> um, I, I believe I believe he's definitely up there. Um, no, I didn't ask that question, bro. Come on, bro. The best, no, I'm talking about pound for pound, the best right now. I can't, I, I, in the game right now, I can't, I don't think I can give it to him yet. So yet. Who's going to give it to? Pound for pound the best right now? I, th I still think, I still think pound for pound. Um, I still think we're still looking at. Uh, don't say Canelo. No, Crawford and Canelo. Ooh, will we ever see that? What fight will we see? What's next for Crawford? I think, I think that's still pound for pound. Um, um, I think I think I know you just I, ran into him a couple weeks ago. I seen yeah, the little yeah, the yeah, video. Yes, my man. And I done told him, man. I told him after the fight. I told him after the Spence fight. I said, listen, bro, your fight gonna have to be Canelo. Ah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think I'm gonna go all the way up there. I felt he wanted to fight twin to you know to win the undisputed again, which I understand. And then they put him in a tough situation. They stripped, you know, I mean, they stripped uh, you know, twin from the you know, with the belt. So he had to kind of throw that away. And I'm like, the Canelo fight is it, and as he continued to move around, do interviews, everybody kept talking about it. So, so I think that's the fight that. Um, Ooh. I think that's the fight that's going to. That's the fight that's going to solidify it all. He <laughs> fight Canelo if he beats Canelo. He better just leave, walk out the ring, never come back. <laughs> sit on the sit on the throne like. <laughs> you think we're gonna see it in twenty four? <laughs> Bro, if he does that, it's over. He just leave, nigga. Don't never come back. Hey, he got. Hey, listen, it ain't even. I'm not even gonna say he got a chance. I like him. Oh no, I no. Listen, I like him. I like him with. Right. I like him with. I like him with Canelo. I like him with Canelo. I mean, Canelo like, ain't gonna put it on the line though. Huh? Nah, nah. Canelo at a place right now, man. You know, Canelo like he's the king and he can do whatever he want to do. He got a lot of people calling his name. I mean, he's made tons and tons of money. You know, right now he's just doing whatever he want to do. So, Benavidez, we want, we want Canelo. We want Crawford. Yes, that was stupid. <laughs> 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 who, 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 who you like between Haney and uh and uh Abdul Wahid, uh, Tank Davis? Nah, I gotta give the Tank man right now. I don't see nobody playing with Tank right now. I don't see nobody playing with Tank. Tank's still young. He's still vibrant, strong, fast, explosive. And he got that ring IQ, bro. Like, I don't see nobody mess with Tank right now. Tank's a would you, would, Okay, 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 okay. So uh, before I let you go, bro, I want to touch on um, – I want to touch on uh, Joseph Parker, Devontae, uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, yes. Bro, look, we all kings, and we work our ass off to get to this point. He just looked defeated in that corner, no. bro. Yeah. What did you see? Um, I'm the same, man. Um, you know, one thing with this game, and one thing with this game is, um, and it happens to a lot of us. Um, 
you come into it very, you're very hungry and very vibrant and, and, you know, with tons of energy and just want to just be the best and just take over the world. But, but, you know, over a few years and over this and over that, you know, life happens. Your life happens. You know, you get get paid, you get money, you you get get sophisticated. Listen, you get paid, you, you suffer defeats, you, uh, 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 you know, you have kids, you know, at home and that bed starting to feel real comfortable. You know, you look in your kids' eyes, you know, they love you and you're starting to feel that, that, that same savageness that you had before you had kids. Now you see your little daughter, your little son, you want to hug and kiss them. You know, that, 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 that energy starts to kind of wear off a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially when you know how fickle this game is with him. He was able to go through some defeats and the same people that cheered for him and loved him so much, you see, you know, how fickle the game was, how everybody just went against him right. at time. So for him to go back in there, I don't think his love for the game is where it was. So now, should he retire? Now it gets to a point of just give me my money so I can go and spend time with my family. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's dangerous, though, because we I can play football. You can't play right. boxing. Can't play boxing. You're right. So he got to get his mind right. And he said that, I believe he... I believe he said in the interview, and right after the fight, he said, listen, man, um, you know, for some reason, my killer instinct isn't there. I need to find it again. I'm too much at peace and I'm too happy. That's exactly yeah. what Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm too much at peace and I'm too happy. You know what I mean? And that's dangerous. You're right. It's dangerous to keep walking in the ring that way. So he, like I said, he acknowledged you can, that. I, you you know it, bro. Once you get to this point, it, it's like, I don't know if you can get that back. It was the same for me in football. Yeah. I got to a yeah. point where yeah. I didn't have that juice. I didn't have that energy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you can't go out there and play around with these dudes running yeah. 24 miles per hour trying to take your head off. Exactly. Um, with, with that being said, do you think that Wilder should retire? I believe he can, you know. Because we it, wanted to see that it, Anthony Joshua fight. You know, Everybody's been calling like for that one. That's what I'm saying. It seems like he's in a good place right now in his life. He's made tons of money, like he says, that he can retire right now if he wants to. The Anthony Joshua fight is a fight. Of course, we want, we want, we want, and it's still a huge fight. But he's going to have to get his mind right if he wants to do that. He's right, gonna right. Get, yeah, he's going to have to get his mind right if he wants to do that. My last question for you, was that a mistake, uh, signing the deal with Anthony Joshua before he even stepped in the ring with yes. Joseph Parker. Yes, I don't understand why guys do that. I do not understand why people do that, man. You got to stay focused on the task at hand. Um, you know, like I say, this is, you know, I mean, this fight game is not a game. Anything can happen, as you can see. Um, but, you know, feeling that confident and signing a deal, um, of course, it probably was just in the Tyson deal, and, and, and you know, he felt good about it. But, you know, like I say, you don't never do that. Handle your business you first. Handle your business first. Everything else is going to come after. Don't, don't, don't never look past an opponent, ever. There, there you go. Two-time former uh, Walter Welt, welterweight champion of the world and one mm-hmm. of the most uh, biggest personalities, one of the biggest personalities in sports. Bro, I ever. can't wait to see when you really, really, really dive in your bag. You've been man, playing around with us, bro. 24, man. 2024, man. Bruh, listen, bag, just, just, just save a collaboration or two for me. Like, yeah. I'll be home. I'll be home uh, first week of January. Yeah. Okay? So if we can connect, just lunch. We can do this all day long. This right here, we can do this all day long. 
Bruh. Yeah, 24 going to be crazy for you. <laughs> Everybody listening, watching, subscribe, comment, and uh, give us your feedback. That's my brother right there, uh, Mike Berto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. I love <laughs> Yeah. Came up from the mud. It's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it. He was Lou Kane. Remember we were struggling for a dinner, needed loose change. Now the money never stopped, and I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne. Ain't never got to tell me that I'm going because I've been gone. Just want to be judged by my actions, not my skin tone. The hustle man got my feet planted like the Flintstones. I'm yelling that we did it. High stepping in the end zone. I got my first check and messed around and gave my mama racks. Always had my back, so now I got to get my mama back. No AC, had us grilling, yeah. It was chain smoke. Promise y'all to make it through this storm. You need a raincoat. Look up to some.